Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live down here in the Bear Cave Studios for another episode of the Sports Frenzy Podcast. Sold out. With me, your host, Freddy Loso, with my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fink. Got a lot of birthdays today I want to mention. We have uh, the late Tom Zank, Gigolo Jimmy Del Rey, Jushin Thunder Liger, uh, Christian Cage, and Trinity. So a lot of people born this day. We are encyclopedia lists for another week. But we have the good reverend himself, Jason Todd. Uh, yeah. Did you guys know that the late Antonio Inoki is actually a former WWF champion? And this night, this very night, back in 1979, he beat Bob Backlund um, in Tokyo, in, in Japan for the WWF title, held, up, held it for a week. Was great pomp and circumstances. He got presented with the title and a trophy and stuff. Um, and Bob Backlund beat him for it a week later before returning back to the States. And WWF, <clears throat> WWE does not acknowledge this officially. So it's understood that it was, maybe it was something for the fans there. Maybe there's some politics that went behind, although they still had a good relationship afterwards. Um, who knows why, but we know it's not acknowledged. Well, I, I can give, I can shed a little more light on that. Is this, this about the count? Uh, well, first of all, um, Inoki didn't want to give the title back. So they kind of had to do a, a, a little fast count kind of thing. And when they came back to the States, uh, Bob Backlund and Bobby Duncombe had a match in Madison Square Garden. And nobody knew it, but it was really billed as a world title match like whoever wins is the wwf champion so there was as some if, as in the title was vacant yeah yeah Are there they... was because in japan they were still they, they were, were still... still recognizing enoki as the champion but back in the states so to fix that they had an elimination match and backland won to clint to claim his title but that's interesting because they that's consider crazy. that streak un. Well, because yeah, because they don't they don't acknowledge it in the states, right? But it was done more for politics and such. But the, when it came back to give the back when the title back, Inoki didn't want to do it. Ah. So they had to kind of work. That's why it never got acknowledged because of that. Is because of that failed relationship there. Oh, the so had he given it back to Backland, they would have acknowledged it. Yeah, I think the, from what I've read, and I've read a lot about this, um, it was supposed to happen where Anoki beats him the first day, of the, and then the last day, Backlund gets the title back, and the last day, they went to like a double countout or something. And Anoki was like, well, he didn't beat me, so he doesn't get the belt back. And the WWF was like, um, yeah, you, you, we had an agreement, you didn't follow it. So prior to the Montreal screwdriver... We had a Japan. Yep. Yep. Very interesting. All right. So <clears throat> speaking of interesting, I've got a little note from the encyclopedia about our last episode. He said, and I quote, it's like first letting you guys know that the watch along suggestions that he made for the previous episode 
were done as a rib to us. I purposely picked three of the longest Survivor Series matches ever as an option and didn't <laughs> think you guys actually do one of them. He didn't count on our laziness. We were just like, oh, he yeah, there's one. <laughs> he did not count on that. Well played, Encyclopedia. Oh, I love it. to you, sir. But we do have, I will have notes from the Encyclopedia throughout our topics for tonight. So um, let's start it off with the news of the week. So we want to the start giant. with full gear? Maybe we should start with Here, start, start with full gear, and then we'll go into the, else the really bombshell that rocked wrestling to its core this week. Yeah. Okay. So full gear. Um, I'll give my thoughts if I can go first. I thought it was, you know, what I find interesting about AEW and WWE. I think the WWE angles, their storylines are way better. I think their matches are disappointing in a lot of ways or average, maybe. And I think AEW has not the greatest stories. I think they're doing a lot better, but their matches are better. Like when I think I back about which pay per views I'd watch, I'd much rather watch Full Gear again than the Survivor Series. And I don't think Survivor Series was bad. I just think um, when you're talking full gear, I thought the Texas death match was great. Um, I enjoyed the uh, four-way tag team title match. I thought the, the ladies uh, TBS championship match was good. Uh, the Golden Jets and the Bucks, I thought they, I thought they were all above average matches. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I'm shocked that they let uh, Sorb Strickland win. Like, I think I was the only one that didn't. I think we all thought Hangman Page was going to win, except for the good Reverend. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad. I, I love Swerve. I think he should be champion. I, they got to figure out a way to get him in that picture. I mean, there's a log jam kind of at the top of the AEW mountain where you could have five or six guys right now Who all make, make claim to the championship. And, mm -hmm. right, you can make a case for Orange Cassidy. You can make a case for Strickland. You make a case for Samoa Joe. They're all Wardlow. They're all laying in their claim. Christian Cage. I mean, you can you can all make an argument and make any one of them champion, and no one would be upset because they've all been no booked better. solid, right? Very true. So, um, I thought it was a really good card. I liked it. I was glad to see Orange Cassidy get that win. Um, I think that elevated him to. I think Mox doesn't hurt Moxley at all. Elevates Orange Cassidy to the next level. You could see him being a world champion, and it's not out of the realm because he can hang with the the top echelon. You know, I think they're. I think AEW is doing a good job in that respect. I'm wondering, like I said, how they're going to work this all out because there's a lot of guys laying claim to that could lay claim to that title, and there's. They got to come up with ways to keep them busy while they figure out who's doing what. Just, just one thing about that mm -hmm. the Orange Cassidy win. I really feel like that was one of their simplest but best attempts at storytelling. Um, in terms of they really built Moxley up to that point to say, "You can't do anything to me. You can't hurt me. You can't beat me. I'm going to take that title back, and it'll be <laughs> over." Almost to the point where, you, if the, he walked in and squashed him not many people would have been surprised. And I, I had a feeling, though, that they wanted to tell that story of him overcoming that impossible odd. 
and I'm, I'm glad they're doing that with Orange Cassidy. I'm really glad to see him in that moving up into that picture now. Yeah. I mean, like I said, I was, um, I mean, even the Jay White match, I mean, where I'm not the biggest Jay White fan, I still thought it was very good. It was well done. Um, I didn't know, none of us thought he was going to win, but, you know, he, he certainly, uh, with all the uh, maneuvering with the title and all that, he he laid claim like he he made himself a contender. He can he can hang with the top. You may not love his character, but his wrestling is there. I mean, he's a guy. He can fight, you know, and he can talk. So I mean, uh, I thought I felt bad for Sheeta again because you knew we all knew she was going to lose. But I mean, let's face it, Tony Storm is the hot one of the hottest things going there. So you have to. If you're smart, you put the belt on her and let her run with it. And she's been so entertaining. And, um, you know, Ricky Starks and Big Bill, I don't think it was their time to lose yet. I'm glad Julia Hart got the title. She's another one really hot. Um, and I think that was smart because Statlander's reign was kind of plain, right? I mean, she really was. It was all in the pursuit. She beat Jade Cargill. And then you were like, okay, she really doesn't have a lot going for her personality wise. Um, her interviews are painful. So <laughs> I thought that was a good move. So overall, I, I was happy with full gear. I mean, again, a little too long. I think they need to cut maybe a match or two because when you add in all the pre-matches, what do we have, like 11 matches? It's too much. Yeah. It's too much. <clears throat> it should be like eight, including the pre-show. So, But overall, overall, I thought it was a good show. Very good show. All right. Did you guys see... Um, I sent it in our chat, the Twitter from Ric Flair, Ric Flair. Uh -huh. his post. Yeah. What was that about? I mean, I so, know we kind of, we were kind of, you know, ranking on him too. Like, why is Ric Flair there? I think I might've said something about this, you know, but something had come out life. earlier today. I believe he had made mention to all the women in the audience come and meet me in my hotel room leave your husbands or don't bring your husbands and blah 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 or boyfriends and meet me in my hotel room so i guess he got a lot of backlash for that and on his twitter you guys go and check it out i'll read it real quick he's like i'm so tired of hearing all the negativity i don't need to work and i don't need the money i can simply enjoy being by my dear friend's thing side for the next few months without so much hatred. I know I'm old, but that doesn't mean I can't enjoy life. I have earned the right to do whatever I want, and I'm exactly where I want to be. I appreciate everything at Tony Khan, but I'm more than willing to walk away if I'm embarrassing you and your company. All I can say is I'm sorry. With the picture of him instinct. I don't need the money. <laughs> well, he's not married right now, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> Listen, I, why are people going to get it? Why are people going to get in Ric Flair for uh, for tweeting like Ric Flair? Of all the things. Also, I want to applaud him for doing that ultimate old man move by um, capitalizing every word. The first letter of every word in that tweet, I think that's special. It's something that not everybody can do. <laughs> Drives me absolutely insane. It is the ultimate heel move, in my opinion. But 
that's that's he should be doing those commercials uh where they talk about uh when you're getting old like your parents (laughs) the the geico one yeah geico (laughs) yeah so did he get into real trouble or something for any of this because i wouldn't understand why or was it just i just heard there was internet backlash on it well i I mean look people are still mad about his past behavior right i don't think anybody feels like he's atoned or you know what i mean i don't they don't you know whatever mea culpa they want from him they don't feel like they've gotten a lot of people i don't think people felt like he was a necessary piece like i realize i like i actually don't have a problem with it because he does have a history with sting as long as he does he doesn't get in the ring i'm okay with it but i can see where a lot of people are saying you know what it's just another guy like you don't on a bloated roster you don't need i mean i don't know if you, you guys saw the promo on dynamite he and he went off on like a tangent and I'm like, at this point, uh, we don't really don't need Ric Flair to talk. Like, he should just be there at ringside and leave it at that. You know, I mean, he doesn't really have much. He doesn't really bring anything to the table anymore other than his name. So that's where he should leave it. Uh, but for some reason, every time they he they he's in the ring or whatever, they give him the microphone and he just goes on and on. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, he doesn't know how to do a short promo. And that was great when in the 80s and 90s when he was Ric Flair. But now he's like grandpa. You know, yeah, when your grandpa just grandpa. goes on and on about something and you're just like, oh, my God, shut up, old man. Should I wrap it up? Be, yeah, I mean, like, dude, you know. <laughs> yes, you and Sting. Yes, go ahead. Let Sting talk. This is his end, not yours. Yeah, not yours. So you got a whole special on yours, right? I mean, we've got books and A and E specials all about you. We don't need to know anything else. So that's how I feel about him now. I'm like, you know, the less you say, the better. I think he really should just keep his mouth shut. I agree. I, so, I'm with you. I was I was over Rick when he came back and did his special and could barely walk and get to the ring like. He was he was second wind standing on the corner. So it's like, <laughs> all right, man, we get it. But now, he said he, when he said he was dehydrated, that's all. Yeah, like a raisin, dude. He could have drank the Atlantic Ocean. It wouldn't have helped. It wouldn't have helped. But yeah, I'm just I'm over it. You know, like make your appearance here and there, but we don't need you grabbing the mic. Like, let it go. That's a hard business, man. Either it's very rare you see someone leave when it's time for them to leave. Either your body's going to fail you, or people are going to tell you to get out. Well, I mean, look at the Undertaker. He still thinks he can get in the ring. No, you can't. We saw that. Yeah. I I don't get it. I, I mean, go out before you're told to leave. And it happens you in all need sports. To go out on your shield. It, it, you know, it happens in all sports, right? Yeah. You don't see a pit. Most guys don't retire. They, you know, the pitcher get his ERAs at eight, and he still thinks he can pitch. Mm-hmm. Guys hitting, you know, one ninety five, and he still thinks he can hit. I don't know what that's about, but like, I, I think you should really take a good look at yourself and say, you know, am I still doing what? I, like, I'm starting to think like Matt and Jeff Hardy are like they should be re- getting ready to retire. It's hard to watch Matt Hardy, man. He's done so much damage. Because they're slow. 
they just don't move quick enough and they're they're fighting these young guys who are 10 times faster than them and they look like they're moving in slow motion did you see the clip of the hardys dancing with uh daniel garcia and uh, jeff can still move uh, there he's okay but matt uh, rickety hips man and it's not his fault i mean it's just the nature of what he's been doing he's hit how many leg drops from the top rope yeah. over his career the fact that he has hips at all remaining is amazing but right. it's hard to watch yeah it's it's that's how i feel i wish if someone cared about them they would tell them to step away uh, i'm sure people have and yeah just it's, don't it's hard to do it I don't think any of if you I feel like if you haven't been either in that business or a professional athlete or something that's in entertainment, I feel like it's hard to know what it's like to not be able to step away. I could leave my job anytime, but that's because it's my job. <laughs> well, you know, I haven't, been, I haven't been doing it my whole life. I'll so say this much. It's hard. Um, I have no means. I have no way in me saying I'm a professional athlete or I was even close. But the way the encyclopedia and I met, we met in a men's baseball league. And I started getting hurt. Like third year in. And I said to the encyclopedia, I get hurt one more time. I'm done. It's not worth it. And I think two weeks later, I popped a, a muscle on my foot and was on crutches. For, and I said, that's it. I quit. I'm done. No more. And I, I don't understand on that level how they don't. I mean, especially now, they, they there's life after wrestling. Like, I can understand back in the day when they had didn't have the internet and they couldn't go out and do comedy shows and talks. And you know what I mean? Once you left WWF, you were gone and you never saw somebody again, right? Unless they worked backstage. Now there's a whole other life you could have. And to me... At some point, you know, I want to be able to walk when I'm 70. You know, I don't want to have, I don't want to be a cripple my whole life. I'm going to step away while I can. And these, you know, like Edge is one, one, Soraya, they're all one injury from being, never being able to walk again. And I don't get, I don't really get it. I don't know, especially if they have kids. Like Edge has little kids. He gets crippled. Yeah. What's he going to do about his kids? You know, I just, I don't know. I just don't, it doesn't compute to me, but I guess I'm not an elite athlete. So maybe it's a, it's a different thought process, but I don't know, you know? All right. So let's jump into Survivor Series. <clears throat> the card itself. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. We are not ignoring the fact that in the full gear card, our very own Aloso, Freddy, led led with the eight and one, a strong eight and one. Strong eight and one. Strong eight and one. Along with, if I'm not mistaken, the Reverend himself. You know what? You're right. You're damn right. Oh, impressive all around. Actually, we were all impressive on it, though. It's not, it wasn't I was like say, everybody else went. If you're really touting your eight and ones while the encyclopedia and I were seven and two, I don't know how hard I'd be driving to the hoop. But you know what? I'll give it to you. Well, let's talk, uh, let's yeah, talk about Survivor win, right? Series now. Now, okay, yeah. We'll talk about Survivor Series. Right. You, know, you know, I wasn't going to. We're not talking about the one. I wasn't going to bring it up. 
but now that you brought it up. It's not about the picks with Survivor Series. It's about the news. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're going to go with that. Just just out of curiosity, though, what were the what were the numbers? I will say I don't know. I'm gonna I don't have the numbers on hand right now. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. I know. Right? You know what? You know what? No, I ain't even mad. I'm gonna give this man his flowers right now. Our very own. Devil I'm sick guy. of giving him his goddamn flowers. All right. Hey, Freddie, I didn't bring it up. Listen, I wasn't gonna bring it up. Jason did. But ran the this table. Is Jason but now that you brought it up, I ran the table. You ran the table. Five and again. There's only five matches. It's hey, not look, like, man. Did not you like run the table? Con super card. But again, Did you run the table? You're the only one who ran the table. Thank you're you. The only one who ran the table. Like I said, I wasn't going to bring it up, but now that you did. When we get to the match that was the difference Freddie, for all of us, Freddie, no need to, to no need to genuflect. It's okay. Really. Please. But, but Stop. You're embarrassing me. Relax, you're embarrassing relax. me. Calm down now. Calm down. Bring it down. Because when we get to that, talk about that match, I do. I think we were talking yes. about it earlier. We so go ahead and discussion there. good reverend, give us your thoughts on Survivor Series. It was better than I expected. I was really, I was way more entertained than I expected. And I came away with some very strong thoughts. Bailey is really good. Um, Santos Escobar can really fucking wrestle. The Miz can wrestle better than he'll ever get credit for, but he knows how to put on a show in the ring. And Gunther is, I mean, I think it's a matter of when for him, when he gets him getting to that next level in the main title picture. And the GOAT is back. Our truth. <laughs> I forgot how great it is to have our truth on the TV screen because no matter what the story is, no matter what's happening in the ring or outside of the ring, everybody gets caught up in his absurdity and it is fun. So, but overall, very good show. Um, I wasn't sure how that opening War Games match was going to go. And I don't know if I'm a fan of. War Games being the annual Survivor Series match because I like the Survivor Series match. And I feel I'm kind of sad we've gotten away from that. But the ladies match with only with teams of four was surprisingly good. Um, they told a good thing in the ring, Bailey doing everything she could to keep her team afloat. And this was the match that we all differed from you on, Rob. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if we all chose who we chose for the same reason, for similar reasons to why you chose who you chose. Um, but talk about, can you talk about why you picked uh, Bianca's team to win? Okay. Well, since you've thrown it to me, first of yeah. all, um, I thought it was a good card. Not great. Um, yeah, I was not there were to me there were no surprises. I knew Rhea was gonna win. I knew Gunther was gonna win. I think we all knew that. Um, I'm gonna disagree with you. I thought the women's war games match was not very good. I thought it was there was a lot of miscommunications, and I thought it was very spotty, spot fest. Like it there was a few times where they were waiting for each other to do things. And when you've got yes, when you've got That's a true. Becky Lynch and you've got a Charlotte Flair and you've got a Bailey, there should be no miscommunications 
there should be no none of that. There are they're supposed to be your best of your best. And I think several times during the match, I was like, they're all standing around waiting for something to happen. Or like Bailey at certain points was saying, like, do this, do this, like because there was no movement. Like nobody was nobody took charge. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was uh not a good thing for an opening war games match. Um when Charlotte did her moonsault off the top of the cage, she kicked, I think it was Carrie Sane in the head. Yep, right in the head on the Could have way. seriously injured her. Like, so she <clears> did not execute that move well. She she did not jump far enough out where she would land with her body. She jumped where her feet were coming first. Which she's done it's that move a hundred times. Yep. Right. She so she I don't know how she messed that up, but she did. Um I, I also thought like you had like uh, Bailey and Asuka beating the crap out of him, and all of a sudden they all just popped back right up. And like to me, it was it was again a typical booking where Charlotte, Bianca, and Becky don't are invincible. It, you're, you're only hurting them for a second. Yeah. And then they just come back like, and they just start kicking the crap out of you again. So like and I don't. The 80s and 90s. Well, yeah, it's it's there was no chance Damage Control was going to win. Number one, I didn't pick them because of the Charlotte Flair, Becky, and Bianca. They don't lose when they're wrestling anybody else but each other. They never lose. Number two, they're setting up Bailey to be thrown out. So I figured this was going to be the catalyst for the next week or so we're going to see, maybe even this week on SmackDown, Bailey's going to be thrown out of damage control. And she'll be the next one that can't be beaten. Because they book... I think she deserves it, though. Oh, yeah, she totally like deserves been... it. She's been eating shit for the last year and a half. You know how I feel about Bailey. Yeah. To me, Bailey is one of the top three wrestlers right now in all of wrestling. She does everything right. And she, you like you said, and she's eating shit without argument. She just does what she's supposed to do. You you mentioned it was her calling those spots and trying to get people into the right position because she was the only one who really knew it, which is kind of what I'm saying. She's really, 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 really good. I, it's a shame that the microphones pick up all of the chatter inside the ring now because you had to hear that part. I don't even mind her doing that as her being like the leader, but you can tell she wasn't being the leader. She was trying to fill empty space. Mm. Like if the three of us are wrestling and, and we're going to beat the crap out of the encyclopedia, right? Right. And Freddie's leading the team, and he's like, grab him by his arms. You know, or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have a problem with that. But the problem was you're watching them, and nobody's doing anything. And all of a sudden, right. Bailey's, like, stepping in to make them do stuff. Right. That's a problem. That's a problem. And I don't know who's – I don't know if, if like, Carrie, if Carrie Sane or EO Sky, like, are not – like, there's something going on in there where they were not jiving. There was too many spots where they were just not getting it done. It's interesting because you think with an EO Sky, that's not necessary. Well, again, I, I don't know if it's necessarily her. I, I don't know who to put the finger on, but there was a. Di I don't know if there was a, a disconnect somewhere with what they were supposed to do, or were they calling it in the ring and they just, you know what I mean? I don't know what was going on. I don't know. But you could tell, um, especially once you watch the rest of the, the show. Yes. You look back on that match, you're like, wow, that match was kind of a mess. And, you know, the, the, the uh, damage control really never had a chance. Even when they were dominating, you're just any minute now, you know, Bianca's going to pop up and do what she's going to like. They, 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 they need to fix that because on the men's side, you could have picked anybody to win. 
right? You, you could have picked Judgment Day to win, and you would have been shocked if they did win. It was a good match. It was a very good match. And no dead spots. So, I don't know. I was just, like I said, I was disappointed with the... Uh, I, but I picked, I thought that was, when I saw you guys, I didn't watch who you picked ahead of time. And when I came on while the show was on and looked and I was like, wow, you guys all picked damage control. I'm like, I wonder why. I'm sorry we didn't get to talk about that because I wonder yeah. if I would have changed your mind. <laughs> um, Freddie, I'm curious, why did you pick damage control? Because I wonder if we were thinking similar things, but what, what was your thought process? For me, I thought they would finally let Bailey get a win. She hasn't really gotten a win all year. She's been the. She's taken all the losses for damage control. If you kind of look back and look at all their losses on pay per views, she's the one that's eating the pin. Mm -hmm. And I, I just thought, you know, Survivor Series, maybe leading into the Rumble, they'll turn it around and give her one start to build her back up because like i said before she's been eating a shit sandwich for this team and i don't think she deserves it i feel like she's she's supposed to be the leader of the group and the leader of the group normally isn't the one taking all the pins and taking the only way i could have seen damage control winning is somehow becky and charlotte got into it and like they, they they took advantage of the fact that they couldn't all work together, but mm -hmm. halfway through the match, Becky and Charlotte hugged. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, they're definitely not winning now." I mean, yeah, this, well, so, yeah, this is just a matter of time. The lighting was on the wall, right? And you there. know, Oscar sprayed Shotzi in the eyes, and that lasted about five minutes. Like that should have taken her out of the match completely. She should have been done. Like she wasn't doing anything anyway. Can't stand her. Right. So her character has gotten so. I, I just. Uh, so, I would have loved to talk to you guys because I wonder if we would have talked ahead of time if you would have if I would have talked to you in the. Well, it's funny because so, I thought team. what you thought that they're eventually setting up that turn for Bailey, but what I saw was well, one she needs to win, and I want to see her get a win and feel like she's on top of the world before they take that from her. And now I, it's a little weird because of the way the match was booked. Bailey was the strongest person in damage control. And they all fell they all dropped the ball. But she took the so, pin. Yeah, but she So they're gonna the hang pin. on that. So the only way I could see them kicking her out now is if she just completely goes off on them and then they just decide no screw. No, that. they're gonna go off on her. They're gonna say she's right. the weak link and blah blah and blah. And they're gonna weird. they're gonna kick her out. That's weird to me, because it's like, uh uh, that won't make sense, and that feels like you know, booked into a corner because they have to do this turn now. All right, so Freddie, what did you think of the card overall? Um, I thought it was a decent card. I feel like it missed a like a match with a punch. You know what I mean? Like it missed that. Oh shit! That was a great fucking match. I thought the the men's war game match lacked that. It was very predictable and yeah, it was just there. Waiting. Yeah, I was waiting for something big to happen. When it ended, I was like, "Really? That's that's what we're fucking getting?" Like, I thought Jay just... was gonna catch a stray. I was <clears throat> hoping he would catch a stray, and he yeah. didn't. And I was kind of surprised. Mm -hmm. 
but I, I just thought it was it was it was a good card. It wasn't great. And I'm gonna go back. I don't understand how Jay Uso is getting this push. They, they're pushing him, but then he doesn't win any matches. Right. So I and, and I never really saw him as a main eventer. So I don't get it. I would have thought Kevin Owens would have would have been a way better choice for this match, but whatever. So we had two returns during Survivor Series. Three? Who's the third? I already said it. Or true. Or true. Oh. I he really didn't wrestle, so I wasn't counting him, but fair enough. Fair okay. Enough. I don't know if he wrestles anymore. Well, not, not if he keeps eating jelly rolls. <laughs> <laughs> so our first return was Randy Orton. And for some reason, they had to make it like he almost wasn't going to show up. Which I don't get. And you know what, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking with, with the women's war games, when all the women were locked in the cage, why didn't Bailey walk over and slap a padlock on that thing? Or why didn't why didn't Judgment Day do? Why didn't Rhea come out and put a padlock on there and make a little drama out of it? Like there was no drama, right? Yeah, I mean, like I think that's what you're saying, Freddie. There's no drama. I would if I was now, Bailey, I would have walked over and slapped a padlock on there and been like, "Good luck." <laughs> and then Orton is the one that comes out and fucking chops it, and then they all go into the ring. Or you know, if you're doing the women's match, it just sets up. For a little while where damage control looks like they're really going to win and then all of a sudden they break out at the last minute and you know what I mean yeah. there was no drama um, but Randy Orton looks great I mean he looks bigger peak physical condition he looks like he's in great shape he looks like he's in good spirits so I mean I don't but my question to you guys is what do we see him doing do we see him going after the bloodline like where do you inject him into the because I mean, I thought this was Cody's thing, right? Cody's supposed to supposed to dethrone Roman. So, do we keep Randy on Raw and have him go after Rollins? Uh, do we have him stop Gunther's reign? I was gonna say that might be a, a good challenger for credibility for Gunther before, yes, finally eventually let him lose it. And yeah, that would be as high profile a win as anybody could ask for. Mm-hmm. Well. I could see him beating Gunther because then that frees Gunther up to go after the world title. That's true. All right. And if Randy Orton beats Gunther, you're not like, oh my God, no way. You're like, all right, well, it is Randy Orton, right? Yeah. And the RKO out of nowhere can beat anybody. (coughs) Yeah. It's very true. So I could see that. I'm waiting for Brock Lesnar and Gunther. That's what I want. That would be one hell of a match. I want to see those guys try to kill each other. (laughs) That would be a fucking top Stupac City fest. Oh my god. Yeah. Carnage. Right? All right. The other return. CM Punk. Anticipated. Were you guys surprised? Were you disgusted? Where, Reverend, where do you stand on the CM Punk return? Um, I wasn't sure if it was going to happen, but I was sure if it was going to happen, it would happen there because that's the best place. I mean, it's Chicago because it's a guaranteed pop. 
it's you know that's still his that's still his crowd and all um I don't know. Good for him. Good for both of them. I think Triple H summed it up very nicely during that press conference at the end. Uh, he said, if you're the same person you were 10 years ago, and you haven't grown at all, if you're saying the same things and doing acting the same way as you did 10 years ago, and you haven't grown at all. And a lot of it was maybe lip service. But in terms of being in WWE together, I think they're both very different people who are willing to make some money. So I think that's good. Shout out to uh, the um, who is that who sings his song? Uh, Living Color. Living Color. I mean, if nothing else, he's made sure they ate for the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. They, are, sure. they are doing all right. It's cool. I mean, it was cool to see him, and it's and it was cool to see him on Monday, and it was cool to see all those that other footage, that that footage that leaked, air quotes leaked out, um, after Survivor Series. It, it's kind of fun. It's it's like they threw a chaotic thing into the mix, and I want to see what they do with it. But I still maintain neither of them needed to the other. Like, this is just a nice thing to have. So, good for them. So, I will throw the encyclopedia's comments on this one. You made mention to the reactions after. Um, Encyclopedia says, Rollins' reaction is a work and leads to his storyline prediction. He says, I think Punk is now the favorite to win his first Royal Rumble match 10 years after he last competed in one. Rollins versus Punk at WrestleMania. That has to happen now while the setup is already in place. And Punk finally gets his WrestleMania main event. Taking it further, I could see Priest cashing in during the same match a la Seth Rollins and winning. That would be a cool way for Seth Rollins to lose a title. Like a double. It says then I think they run a a rematch at Backlash in France where Punk wins the title. From there, we finally get Punk versus Rollins in a straight one-on-one match at Saudi show in May with Punk winning. And I think Punk's reign is a two-month shorter one. And I think it's where the person that initially was hurt the most by Punk joining WWE finally gets his money. A la LA Knight. I think Punk is WWE. Punk in WWE locks LA Knight into upper mid card for now. Sticking with that thought mentioned a few weeks ago, that Knight beats Logan Paul for the US title at WrestleMania. Oh, you think Logan Paul's going to hang on to the U.S. belt till WrestleMania? That's that's, that's four months from now. Thoughts. He's already not showing up, so I mean, he has it. He has it down. SmackDown, WWE the, champion. The no show SmackDown. Yep. So, Freddie, are you done? Yeah. Oh, and after your comment, Rob, uh, the encyclopedia put in a few stupid comments from Rob. <laughs> it, 
in quotes, wait till he says them, and then say this part. So he had it queued up and ready to go, uh-huh. waiting for your comments. Well, uh, he is. Here, here's my first stupid comment directed directly towards the encyclopedia, and you and you guys can translate that for him. Hey, wait, let me turn it up. It's a double. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was going to credit him for actually putting some actual thought into things for once. But now I just think he's an idiot. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's definitely getting a high salt diet out there across the pond because he is bringing that. He is bringing right. this saltiness. I think, I'm not sure this was such a good move for WWE, and I'll tell you why. I have a couple reasons. Number one, Punk is, in his short AEW reign got hurt more than once. So I'm not sure how durable he is in the ring anymore. Um, so you know, so you're you're playing a lot. You know, if we were to follow the encyclopedia's plan, you're playing on him being healthy the whole time, and I don't know if I see that. Number two, I can't imagine Punk is going to keep his mouth shut. The whole time he's here. I can't imagine he's not going to get in some kind of trouble with somebody. Because that's just his nature. And I think I read something where Mickey James was trying to defend him because they've been friends a long time. And she's like, he's just misunderstood. I don't think he's misunderstood. I think he's an asshole. I just think he, he he's a guy who speaks his mind. And a guy who thinks he's right. and a guy And when he thinks he's right, he just tells you. And I'm not saying everything in AEW was his fault, because I don't think it was. I think there's a lot going on over there. But he didn't help the situation at all, especially after the first time. Right? He came back and, and almost immediately got into an, an altercation with Jack Perry. Yeah. And in that Did case, not, he's the he's the elder in that situation. He's the older person in that situation. He should have shown a little more maturity. I had a question about that. Hang on. Hang on one second. Sarah, go ahead. And... I, I don't know, just because they brought him in, I'm not sure he really should be plugged into the main event scene. There are a lot of guys that have moved. They've made a lot of positioning. They've put a lot of guys in spots. And if Punk comes in and shuffles all around, I can't imagine there isn't going to be some anger. And, and especially from like a guy like McIntyre, I mean, his contract's coming up. He might just decide to bolt because he's definitely going to get hurt by all this. Yeah. And LA Knight should be pissed. Because he is one of the hottest things going. And if he gets regulated to mid-card, I could see him being pissed. I mean, he's an older man, too. This is his last shot. So I'm not sure this is the best thing to do. A lot of people were were speculating at the time, you know, that he's trouble. And, that, and you know, and I realize Triple H has got, like, the magic fairy dust that fixes seems to fix things. But... The other thing you have to remember is on the other end of that, these people who wanted things to be fixed were on they were on the same page. Punk always marches to the beat of his own drummer. So while everything now is candy and roses, I'm not sure it's gonna stay that way. So we'll see. We'll see where it all ends up, but I'm not sure. Again, I think his durability is my number one concern. Go ahead, Jason. I know you had a comment. Okay, so one question is, when we're talking about the things that were fixed, weren't a lot of things that were fixed, the very same issues that he had, 
had taken up years ago. And I mean, this is 10 years ago. So the mm -hmm. things that were fixed were the same issues that he was talking about 10 years ago. So then the question is, well, what's there to be mad about? Now, of course, he'll always find something to be mad about because that's just how he sees that business and fine, whatever. But I mean, the, the, the question I had for you is, um, I had done some, look, some reading up on this and just random sites. The Jack Perry thing is still weird to me because it sounds like the people who were in charge at AEW tried to tell Jack Perry not to do something and he said, well, I'm gonna do it anyway. And then someone went to Punk and said, hey, can you talk to this guy and tell him why he doesn't need to do this? So he did, and Jack Perry didn't like it, which led to then a couple of weeks later him getting caught in the face lock and then both of them being off the show, being off of AEW TV and one of them getting fired. So what was, I mean, I'm not saying he reacted great, clearly not, but what did he do wrong? Aside than lunge at Tony Khan and make him fear for his life and not Coco. So. Well, I mean, I think you can write a book on all the things he did wrong in AEW. Well, well no, what I mean is you can say he <laughs> reacted poorly. Well, that's and reacting that's part of it. poorly to problems. I mean, if you walk into a bad situation and you're a person known for reacting poorly and you're brought into a bad situation, it's like someone's asking you to react poorly. Doesn't mean you have to, though. So, I mean, but still, we're looking at them as two different things. Look, like, after, who, are the, who are the wrestlers in power at WWE? After the first incident, Punk should have been on minding his P's and Q's. He should have kept his mouth shut and his head down. But we knew that wasn't going to happen. But I mean, look, he's supposed to be older and more mature now, right? But again, so he was put that's what directly you do. in a situation to then have a conflict with another talent. And he was he put in that situation by someone in power. Okay, did they hold a gun to his head? Hey, you're a veteran. Talk to this young guy about why he needs to listen to us. Hey, you know what? Um, is that a terrible thing? Hey, you That's know what? That's why you hired him. Hey, you know what? I don't think I'm the guy for this. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to defer to Jerry Lynn standing right over there. Go talk to him. That's literally why they paid him to come on to the show. Well. That's I don't think so. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree. I think after the first incident, he should have been like, "I'm just not gonna get in the middle of this stuff. It's none of my business." I think you're telling people to go against their better nature. Well, I mean, look how I guess it worked out for him. Okay, he's he's yeah, wrestling again. So I mean, I mean he, got he got what he wanted. Out of the two of them, only one of them's on TV anymore. He got what he wanted, so he's back in WWE because I think that's basically where he was. Looking, I think he was looking to get out of his contract. I think that plays that plays into it as well. I think he wanted out after the writing on the wall, and he needed <clears throat> he needed a way to get out. Yep, Ooh. I feel like going to let him walk down to my bones. He was looking to get fired. Nice, spicy. Also, I recently encountered a situation like that in real life where you could tell someone was ready to leave. And started saying things like somebody who was ready to leave. Yeah. I mean, so. could, Punk could have steered clear of all kinds of trouble. Mm. He could have. I mean, I'm not saying he should have. I'm not saying he, but he could have. Mm -hmm. 
Instead, he went looking for it. He, I mean, you knew the atmosphere in the AEW locker room. They were the young guys were not looking for any kind of guidance. So I regal left. So right. So when someone asked you, you go, you know what? It's not they're not paying me for that. No. I'm gonna stand over here. You wanna go, you don't want him to do that. You go talk to him. It's not my place. And then when it started to turn bad, you punk should have been like, mm. not me. I'm just, you know, forget it. This isn't working out. I shouldn't have said anything. I'm just gonna, but he's not, it's not his nature. It's like the frog and the scorpion, right? Everybody That's, knows yeah. that story. Yes, sir. So we'll see. I mean, I honestly, my biggest concern with him would be durability at this point. I'm not sure if his body can, like, i wondering if he's going to be on like one of those fixed schedules where he wrestles oh, every once in a while because I don't think he can handle a full schedule. Well, if they're smart, he's an attraction. Yeah. I mean, well, Anthony's talking about making him champion. So, <clears throat> what do you guys think of the whole Rollins and McIntyre situation? So, I mean, I think, I think, I, as I, much as I hate to say it, the encyclopedia is probably correct that they're moving Rollins and Punk into a program at some point. McIntyre, hmm. You know, look, I, I think pretty much everything we see on the screen is a work until we know otherwise. But if I'm McIntyre and I'm like, well, there goes my shot. Like, I'm not getting a rematch. Like, I could see him possibly opting out of his deal. You know, when his, when his contract comes up, maybe he isn't as happy. I mean, I'm sure there's guys in the locker room that are not happy. Right? Number one, his reputation. Punk's reputation is not good. Number two, now there's another guy who's getting interjected, right? So, like we talked about, spots are being moved. I, you know, I can see it. So, I'm not sure you're going to see that on camera, though. I think backstage there'll be more of an uproar than what you'll see in front of the in front of the cameras. That's the difference between the two companies right there. You, you're not going to see what's happening backstage for the most part. You'll, you might hear rumors here and there, but you're not going to see like chaos back or hear about the true K, any true chaos backstage at WWE. Even if there is, you're not going to hear about it. I'll shut that down right away. Um, if Drew McIntyre stormed out of the arena, at the end of that match, and CM Punk never came out, what would you have thought of Drew McIntyre storming out of the ring? Would you have thought, oh, maybe he's just really pissed off that he put his money with the wrong horse? Yeah, probably. And now he's he's just mad and leaving. I still think that's what that was, the Drew McIntyre part of it. Your part, what you mentioned aside now with things changing and is how is he going to be in that title picture or where's his spot in the card? I think that's still very valid. But I think that particular moment is a guy who loses his temper when things don't go his way. And I think that's in character. That's what I think was going on. The Seth Rollins thing, yeah, encyclopedia's right. That's, there's so much, so many interviews of his on the record of, and calling CM Punk terrible things, 
but also saying, yeah, well, technically, you know, he had a big part in how I got started, how I got brought up. Right. And, and I'd fun. love to work with him. I'd like to do something at WrestleMania. Those <clears> interviews <throat> are popping back up again. And now there's a chance to do it. And I don't think Seth Rollins is a person who will turn away a good payday. He got along with Riddle eventually to work with him, well enough to work with him. He'll get along with CM Punk well enough to work with him. That, that's all that is. But well, it was I don't, great. That, that I don't think it's... Uh, I don't think that's... In AEW, it's tolerated. Where in WWE, it's not. You're told who you're working with, and you need to figure it out. Yeah. And, that's and in where, AEW, it's that's more... That's where the difference between the two companies is. Yeah, and I mean... That's, that's going to be the question. And accountability. That's why Tony Khan needs to get somebody in there mm-hmm. who doesn't want to be their best friend, he has who isn't booking there. matches. He need really needs, and I can't believe he hasn't figured that out yet. He needs to he step had back. Regal, and he fucking well, shit on it. Well, yep. get somebody else. You know. So, to piggyback off that, I think you guys had good points. Um, I think it's one of those things where it can divide a locker room. CM Punk's return and it not being controlled by management. It can divide the pro CM Punk guys and the non-pro CM Punk guys. Um, I think the McIntyre and uh, Rollins thing were both works, you know, done very, very well. It wasn't, you know, it was made for this exact reason. To get people talking, to get people interested in what's gonna happen, and they fucking crushed it because they got eighty-three million views on Punk's video, and however many other views they got on Rollins' reaction video. <clears throat> Smart on their part, they know what they're doing, and they're doing it well. Um, I'm intrigued to see where that storyline goes because I think with Punk and Rollins, who both can talk very well on the mic. You're going to have some great promos, and they can have good matches together. I think it'll be a good program between the two. I think, and to something you were saying um, earlier, I think Punk does have you know significantly more limitations in the ring than he did you know 10 years ago. Clearly, he has more limitations in the ring. And I think Seth Rollins is really good and can work around and highlight any strengths that he needs to highlight. Depending on who you ask. If you ask Brad Hart. Yeah. No. Yeah, that's true. I feel like he got a bad rap at that point. I think he also, I think that's, this is a point now where Seth Rollins is clearly in a different zone when it comes to his work. So I think he could handle it. And yeah, I'm like you, man. There's some intriguing matchups out there. So I got a quick question about uh, Punk's durability. Do you think the uh, AEW style, which is more like Smash Mouth and that kind of stuff, you think you think Punk will do better in WWE where they're less like buckle bombs and you know uh, off the top rope kind of like you know what I mean? They're a little more toned down. So do you think? I think it'll help. You think it'll? I think it will too. I think it's. I more think protect him a little more to older wrestlers. 
Yeah. When looking at, I saw a breakdown of the Attitude Era guys, the ages of the guys in the Attitude Era versus the ages of the guys now. The oldest person in the Attitude Era was 30-something, and it was Billy Gunn. The oldest person now, I believe, is 40-something, and everybody's in their their mid-30s, mid to late-30s. So is that Lashley? Because I know he's one of the older guys now. Yeah, I think Lashley and uh, Finn's another one, and Finn is up there, yeah. uh, LA Knight's up there as well. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, else LA Knight's, like I think, like mid 38 or something like that, right? 41. Mm-hmm. I think LA Knight's yeah. 41. Yeah. But on the the WWE, the Attitude Era side, you had guys who were 28, 26. You know, they're very mid 20s. So, before we wrap for tonight. We got some other quick hit news. Sonny Tammy Stitch gets 17 years in prison. I believe, I think it's like eight in prison. And, or, no, it's 10 and seven. 10 and seven? That's she got word. 10 for one count, seven for the other, and then she's got to be on probation, I think, for eight years after that. Should have been 15 and 10. So she's going to be 67 when she gets out of jail. If she does the whole thing, which I don't think she will. So she'll be the age she looks. And <laughs> she can't look any worse. And um, her license is permanently revoked. So she'll never be able to drive legally again. Good. It's just a hell, sad, sad story all around, man. That's... Well, I mean, I, I read something where she was peddling that she's still getting over Candido's death, and I call bullshit all over that. Tell it to a therapist. Um, no. And poor Chris that you're even dragging his name through this. Yeah. Right. I mean, she treated Actually, him like shit in life, him. and now she's treating him like shit in death. Yeah. Wonderful. And there's a reason why everyone hates her. Makes sense. You know, Candido's family hates her. All the other wrestlers hate her. I mean, she's just not a good person. So no, no I say, more sunny days. Throw some dirt on that thing. You know, I'm curious if um, the other thing I heard was um, people were asking, "Is she going to be taken out of the Hall of Fame?" Because they took Snuka out. That's right. Yeah, she and should be taken out. They should revoke her whole. She should not be able to call herself a Hall of Famer anymore. They should take her out. Yeah. So I wonder if they're going to like quietly do something like that. Like I wonder if, like a year from now, you'll read, oh, you know, she's not listed in there in the ro- on the roster anymore. That wouldn't be surprising. But the other hand is surprising if they just they don't say anything. They just remove. That's what I mean. But that, like that also brings attention <clears throat> to her, though, right? Because somebody will see it and post it. So I'm wondering if they just let it lie, or are they going to remove her? And you got to wonder, like, what offenses can lead you to being left out of the or taken out of the Hall of Fame. I'm curious where that line is. You know, because Snooker was actually never convicted of anything. True. 
but but there were there were large payoffs too. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's. I'm sure if there was a, if there was an investigation, it would have found out there was some foul play. And I mean, and Vince McMahon was at the head of that. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, it's a not a real Hall of Fame anyway, but still. Also, Carlos Colon is in the Hall of Fame. What did he do? Wait, isn't he the one that uh, killed uh what's his face? No, he didn't kill him, but he did cover it up. Oh right. Yeah. He covered it up. Right. Sorry. The invader, yeah. the invader killed Bruce Brody. That's right. The invader killed him. Who is not invader, who is not in the Hall of Fame. But Carlos Colon's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you want to hear something truly disgusting. Um, I read something online that, that you brought up Brody for a minute. That he was involved in an angle in the last year where he Someone was maligning him and he was saying, you know, I got falsely accused of killing Bruiser Bro. He was using it as an angle. Why? Uh, what is wrong with people? Wait, no, no, that's another show. Yeah, that's a whole other show. And yeah, I could get more right. more information on that if you want. But I read something that, that he recently was saying, like, you know, he was crying. You know, it was all an angle, but he was crying and saying, like, you know, my reputation's, you know, I they accused me of killing Brody, and I was found innocent, and and I'm like, that's an area I would never would have went again. And I don't even know how he's wrestling. I don't know how anybody can look at him. I don't know how anybody can go there. But I'd I'd that, like to do a a nice little segment on that. Yeah. All right, I'll do some research. I'll get back to you on that. If I ever wanted to ambush anybody with an on-camera interview, it would be that guy. Oh, I'd, a little, do a little, I'd like to do a little more than that, but that's okay. <laughs> we'll move on How from are there. you thinking, man? Answer the question. All right. Was there anything um, else you guys wanted to bring up before we wrap up for tonight? Do we want to talk about FTR being the number one PWI tag team, or do we not want to go down that road? Do we want to talk about PWI tag teams in general? Next show, uh, next show, we can do that if you want. Yeah, right, we'll a, tease it, guys. Uh, next week, you know who number one is, but you know who number one is, but who will who will follow it up? Stay yeah. tuned for next week. Yeah, it's not like anybody can go <laughs> read the magazine and find out, but whatever. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> don't give it away, Rob. Don't give it away. <laughs> don't give away our. Don't sources. give away the secrets. See, you may be able to find out who is on the list. But will you get the insight? Oh, okay. <laughs> From the From boys here. Guys. We, we can talk about all the teams it. we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there we, go. And we can shit all over the names. So be prepared for that on next week's episode. I'm sold out. Boy, I'm going to tune in. <laughs> Before we wrap, um, it did also come out this week that Brian Danielson was the head of the committee that officially decided to terminate CM Punk from AEW. What do you guys think of that? Do you think it's he's the right person to play moral, morality police? Is he an unbiased? Observer. Well, I mean, look, it was clear it was Punk's time and it was, was over. Yes. So I mean, mm -hmm. it was if it was Danielson's decision or or uh, Tony Khan's or mine or mm -hmm. yours or you know, 
the guy living next door. What's the difference? It was time for him to go. But also, Tony Khan feared for his life. I don't need a committee to tell me or to recommend to me to fire the person who made me fear for my life if they, in fact, made me fear for my life. Well, I mean, was, was the other thing I'll say is... Or was well, he, I mean, he might have been a little inebriated? I'm certain. <laughs> you know what? It could I have come down to where people dusty. were like, we're not working with him anymore. Yeah, could yeah. have been. Could have been. You know, and Danielson was like representing the rest of the team, the roster going, look, it's just not working out. You know, nobody wants to work with them, blah, 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 you know, and uh, what's the difference? I mean, who, it doesn't matter who's responsible. It was not working out. Well, based on what you guys were saying earlier, you know, it also could have been Danielson telling Punk, don't worry, I'm going to get you out of here. I'm going to get you out of here. Don't worry. A wink, a wink and a nod. Get you out. All right, so that is our episode for tonight. The Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter. The Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Peace.